It's time for the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast designed specifically for female online business owners. I'm your host, Teresa Cleveland, and I believe we can all make a difference and that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's be real though, growing an online business isn't always easy, it definitely doesn't look sexy all the time, and it's one of the most fulfilling endeavors you can take on. There are no secrets to building a successful business, there's just the stuff you don't know yet, and we'll be talking about it all here in the cafe. Whether you're on your way to six figures or beyond, you are in the right place. So grab your favorite beverage and pull up a chair. Let's get to it. Sandra Julian, it is so great to have you here today. If you'll take a minute or two and introduce yourself so everyone listening knows who you are, what you do, and where they can find you. Thanks, Teresa. So lovely to be here. And thanks for inviting me onto the podcast. I'm Sandra Julian. I am an Indigenous mama of three and I live in Wellington, New Zealand. And I help service providers and small agency owners to stop that hustle and grind and start living life on their terms by implementing strategies and systems in their business. So for many a years, I have did the hustle and grind as I was working out what kind of niche I wanted to fall into and how I was building a team and how I was doing business around bringing up three kids. So I've had a business for the last 20 years. So I started out in business to have more freedom and flexibility around my family. So my youngest, no, my oldest was Three when I started my business because oh I wanted my. to drop her off at daycare and I wanted to pick her up at daycare. And I didn't want to have a job that was watching what time I walked in the door or watching what time I walked out of the door. So, yeah, so that's where my business journey started. Just I wanted more flexibility around bringing up my family. And I have been here ever since. And it is business has served me well over that time. It's wonderful. And then a couple of years ago, then you came into the online space. Yeah. So I came into the online space looking for my next journey in business, I suppose. So when I started out in business, we started by us managing a conference. We got invited to manage a conference. And then that business expanded into management support services, conference organizing, and communications for our client. And so we had three distinct kind of portfolios of business that we were helping people with. And that was so busy and so much work. I just, I didn't realize it back at the time. And then over the years, I've slowly let go of the many things and just niche down into business events. And so for the last 10 years, we've been doing business events and just focusing on that as our core business. And so then two years ago, I was like, I was thinking about how do I do things differently with this event business? Like, what's my next move? We're doing things really great. Our clients love us. But what's next? Like, how can I change up what we're doing? I'm always looking for the what's new. How can I 
make the experience different? How can we introduce new things to our clients to make their events even better? And so then I discovered this online world and I was like, this is fascinating. (laughs) And when I first came into the online world, I had this thought in my head that I had to learn business all over again because it was online business. So I went down this path of buying all of the courses, learning all of the things. I was kind of obsessed only to then, you know, 12 months down the line, have this realization that online business is no different than offline business. How you set your foundations, how you set up your team, that you have to have a niche, that you have services, how you acquire clients, the customer journey. It is still the same principles, but it's just how you're delivering it is different. So yeah, so <laughs> I had that wee realization <laughs> about 12 months into. And it's such a great point because I see a lot of people who come into this space that way. You know, I've been out here for 13 plus years now. October was uh, 13 years full time. And I see that a lot where it's like, oh, well, now I have, you know, it's this whole other thing. And I mean, there are some differences, but, you know, as you said, business is business, Mm. right? The fundamentals, the principles are there. It's interesting. And a lot of people that I see that come into this space don't really have a business background. They've worked in corporate and they've done these other things, but they've not really been in the running a business part. Right. They're very good at what they do, but the running a business part, not so much. Yeah. And that's like when we started out in our business 20 years ago, we were doing exactly that same thing. At the time, health services were being devolved into the community. So they were being decentralized. And so you had nurses starting up businesses because they were doing health checks in the community. And so those were my first clients. They knew how to be a nurse really well and they knew how to, you know, reach their clients and do all the things as a nurse in the community, but had no idea about how to set up a company, how to get registered at the Inland Revenue so they could get their taxes sorted and their GST sorted. They didn't know how to set up so they could be an employer and pay the taxes for payroll and They didn't know what systems they needed to manage the contracts that they had, you know, to deliver services in the community. So that's where we started in business is that we were helping these non-business people become business owners and we were doing all of the things. So that's when I was like, okay, I've done this before. Like I've been here before. I've helped people. And so being able to come online and create an online business where I'm helping people set up their business systems so they can run an efficient business and get going on the things that they do well, it's like coming home to where I started. (laughs) Yes, very much so, because everyone that I work with is online. I don't work with brick and mortars. Well, I I do work with brick and mortars if they want to come online. Yeah. But I don't work with the brick and mortar itself and those systems and processes. But as you're saying that, everything you said, you know, that they these nurses didn't know is everything that people that I talk with are trying to learn as well here in the online space. So there is no real difference. 
So would you say that was a pivotal moment for you? Or if you could share just a pivotal moment in this journey that someone else may be coming up against that they can say, oh, if Sandra can get through this, I can get through this too. Yeah. And my pivotal moment was realizing that what I thought I was good at isn't what I needed to create a business around. That sounds a bit like fluffy at the moment. But when I came into the online space, I was looking at bringing my event management experience into the online space is because that's what I was doing. I was an event manager and that's what I was delivering services to my clients. So I was looking for how do I bring that online? How do I take that business and bring it on and make an online business out of it? 12 months down the track and I realized that that business isn't what spins my wheels anymore. It's not, it's, I'm not as passionate about it as I once was. And what I want to create an online business with is helping people with their business journey. So helping people set up their business for success. And I then realized that actually I didn't want to help people set up their business. I wanted to help established businesses streamline their business so it gives them more freedom and get out of the hustle and grind and trading dollars for time and start really systematizing the business so it creates that freedom and you can live your life the way that you wanted to when you were starting out the business. So my pivotal moment was realizing that It wasn't the event management business. That was just what I happened to be doing at the time. But actually my skill set and my what lights me up the most is helping people run a far more efficient, systematized and streamlined business so they can live their life on their terms. Oh, sounds so, so wonderful. And that is, there are so many people that are in that space, right? I hear it all the time that they came into this space. They want time freedom. They want to be able to drop their daughter off at daycare and pick that child up, you know, at the end of the day. So many times, once they pick the child up, then it's back to work, make dinner, work into the night, fall into bed, and then get up the next morning. And it's such a journey to get to that place. And I think what you're doing you know, we do similar things, you and I, and it's just really helping people get to that place where they can love what they're doing so that it can light them up the way that it lights us up, right? Yeah, totally. So time freedom, and it could be an aging parent, it could be a child, it could be, you know, family, whatever the case may be. You know, maybe you just want to get on a boat sometimes, <laughs> you know, and travel. So I, it is, and we all get to decide that. But there are so many things, wouldn't you say, that as we step into this world that we just don't know. Yeah, and it, the journey for me in the last 12 months especially has been digging deep into what don't I know about myself? Like That's I, a great I, one. I've been in business for 20 years, but this journey to find out what I want to do in the online space has been a journey. And I'm like, why haven't I ever explored this before? Like, how can I get through 20 years of business without having explored this part of me? And yeah, so that's been a journey in itself. But now I'm 
you know, working my way through that still, uh, because I was that mum who, you know, I got to drop my kids at school and I got to pick them up after school and I did all of the mum things, but as soon as they were in bed, I went back to work. So I was there until I decided that I didn't want that anymore. And then I started working out what did I need to do, make changes in my business so I didn't have to do that. That's now what I'm, you know, helping people with in this online space is make these changes to run a better business so that you can live the life that you want to live. But in that journey, it requires us to explore ourselves. I don't think we can separate business and what we want to do in business if we're not thinking about ourselves and how we perceive ourselves and how we think about ourselves and the habits that we're so ingrained in us, how are we changing those in order to make a difference in our business? That whole journey is, yeah, I feel like I'm still on it. But when we start that journey with our business, our business changes. Oh, yes. I've heard for many years that becoming an entrepreneur is an endless course in personal development. But you know, I think for many years I was I was just going through the motions of, you know, kids in the morning, work during the day, kids in the afternoon, work at night, do it all again because I just had to make the clients happy. I had to serve my clients and that was top and front and center of my mind and nothing else came into the picture until I decided it was time for things to change. Right. And it served its purpose. It served its purpose in that part of your life. And that's what happens. Yeah. Before we actually hit record, we were talking. And so you had a team on your with your offline business. Mm. And what about now with your online business? Have you is your team working both? Or are you building a team for your online side of the business? Yeah, so the online side of the business, I have a small team. Um, You know, nothing major at the moment. Uh, And so I have one company and two businesses, you know, all of my legal foundations, if you like, with company and taxes and income, that's one company. And I just operate two business arms from it. And so my team might work across both business arms. So I've got a team totaling six at the moment. Uh, And yeah, and some of those staff just work in one business arm. Some of them work across both. So it's, again, it's not so much about isolating each business. It's about thinking, this is my company. I run two businesses serving two different audiences in two different ways, but the business of doing business is the same. So then I can have a team who can manage tasks across both business brands. So thinking about that has also meant that I can run a far more efficient business because once you start getting lots of staff on board, then that's lots of people to manage and then that becomes a time suck. So thinking about staff differently as I manage operating two businesses, I think that's been really, really good for my time 
and that I don't feel as though I'm being pushed and pulled between these two businesses constantly is actually I think about my business as one, but just I have two different service offerings. Very nice. Mm. Very nice. So let everyone know what you are doing now, as in what services do you offer and who's a really good client for you? If I were talking to someone, how would I know they were a good client for you? Yeah, so I'm working with established service providers and small agency owners who have, you know, they've hit that six figure mark and they've got a small team in place but they feel as though they are still being pushed and pulled. The demands on their time is still heavy despite having a team in place. I'm helping those people start to streamline their business so they're not the bottleneck in their business. And service providers, agency owners, just depends on how you think about yourself. So for many a years, I thought of myself as a service provider. I didn't really resonate with agency owner because I was a small service provider with a small team. So I thought agency owners were, you know, the big companies with big teams. I use both of those terminologies because they describe the same person. It just depends on how they see themselves. But it's someone who already has a small team but is burning the midnight candle and they're looking at how things can change for them so they can get their life back. And then we look at the four key elements of a business. So I think businesses have four key elements regardless of what kind of a business that you do. So you need your leadership systems and setting the business foundations. You need your management systems which is your team, your tech, and your money. You need your growth systems, how you're acquiring clients and your marketing and your sales. And you need your delivery system, which is how you actually deliver your services to your clients. And so I help establish all four of these systems and make them really streamlined and efficient. Look at where are the gaps in these systems. Usually. The focus is on the growth system and the delivery system. And there's usually very little thought to the leadership system and the management system of of the clients that I'm working with. So it's about getting all four of these quadrants operating succinctly with one another in order for that business manager, that agency owner to be able to free up their time and stopping the bottleneck in their company. That is wonderful. And I can't tell you how many people I've talked with over the years. They describe themselves just that way. They are the bottleneck. And it doesn't feel good. I've been there before. I, it does not feel good. Speaking of systems, I know you have a cheat sheet you want to share with everyone. Tell us about that. So I have a business systems cheat sheet. Because as service providers, there are some core business systems that we have in place. I think of business systems not just in terms of tech. Tech is one of the things to help us implement the systems. So in the business systems cheat sheet, I've outlined the core business systems that a service provider needs, and I've made some recommendations on the tech to help streamline that business system. So I've done all of the thinking and all of the testing of all the tech tools. With the cheat sheet, you can just 
cut to the chase and go, okay, what are my core systems I need? All right, I need a project management system. I need a client management system. I need a finance system. I need a way to manage that my leads and my marketing. And so I've outlined all of that in the cheat sheet and made some recommendations of tools that I have tested and know to be good. Wonderful. So for everyone listening, you can get that at sandrajulian.co.com.co forward slash systems. And we'll put that in our show notes as well. Fabulous. Thanks, Teresa. Absolutely. All right. Well, that sound means it's time for our not-so-random bag of questions. <laughs> so, Sandra, tell me, we all know the bottom line is a, definitely a big number and an important number in our business. Other than that, what is the next most important number to you? Oh, number in my business. Oh, that's interesting. So every month, I've got a financial tracker. So I track financials. Profitability more than anything is what I'm looking for in my financial tracker. But I also track number of leads, number of proposals, number of conversions, number of downloads. So yeah, I'm not sure that I have one number, but I do have metrics that we track every month. And it's those metrics that I look at to see what's going on in my business, where the gaps that I might have that I need to give some focus to and has a particular metric started to drop off. And so what if I dive into that metric to find out what's going on behind the drop off? So yeah, I'm not sure I have one number. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. All right. Well, let's go with a would you rather question. And I love those, you know, because sometimes it's, oh my God, neither one or give me both, please. (laughs) (laughs) So would you rather hire a cook for the next year or would you rather hire a housekeeper? Oh, a cook, hands down. If someone cooked my meals every night, I'd be in heaven. I'd do my cleaning. I'll see. I'm I'm there with you as far as the cook, but I want both. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I could I have both, both, I'd have both. But if, if I had to choose one, I'd choose the cook. I've been very blessed since the pandemic started that my daughter came home from college. You know, they all had to leave and she took over the cooking. So oh, maybe that's good. why I'm oh, so good. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. But uh, maybe that's why I'm leaning towards the cleaning right now. I, I, you know, I'm 61. At this point, I'm done with it all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've got a cleaner because I'm like, yep, that's not a smart use of my time right now. So I have a cleaner that helps me for two hours a week. And it's my best investment yet. See, I was getting ready to say that's a system right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is something to help you run more efficiently. Absolutely. Did you do Word of the Year? For 2021? Yes, I did do Word. I've done Word of the Year for the last four years. Yeah. And what was yours for 2021? My word for 2021 was evolve. Or is evolve. Yeah. Is evolve. And what, how do you, how did that play out this year? Yeah. And I've used it to evolve myself, like evolve how I think, how I process what I do. 
I wanted it to evolve my online business and so I could evolve what I was doing and who I was reaching and be really clear about what I was doing. I wanted it to evolve my event management business because, you know, COVID meant that we couldn't do events anymore. So we've managed to evolve that business and it's flourishing even more than it was pre-pandemic, which is kind of incredible for an event company where you rely on everyone to come into a venue. So I really used that word evolve in many different ways. And it was just like, how do I evolve that into the next iteration of what it could possibly be? So it was a bit like level up, if you like, but I I really liked the word evolve and how I could think about that as multidimensional. And it does sound like it served you well. Mm, It has. It's been my word of, oh, okay, how can I evolve that more? How can I evolve that further? How can I evolve my thinking? So yeah, it's, It's been a great word. Nice. So we're now recording in December 2021. Do you have a a word yet for 2022? No, I haven't finished getting rid of all of the work in 2021. So I'm still heavy into delivery mode for the next week to 10 days. And then I'll start to wind down and have some space. And then I'll do my 2022 planning and really think about the word for 2022 and how that will help me with what I want to do in 2022. So I kind of do my annual planning and my word choice around the same time because I want my word to really anchor me into what I want to achieve every year. All right. That sounds like a really nice session to sit on and and roll Mm. up your sleeves too. Mm-hmm. I have, I know, I just, I let my word come to me. Mm. And this year it showed up early, like in the last week and a half, two weeks and sustainability. Oh, now that nice. I, this shift has happened and it came up and I, you know, thought about it and it was there and I'm like, oh, we'll see. Cause that's the way I am with it. Like, oh, well, that's interesting. We'll see. And it, it came up and it came up and there's a whole process there. I can't wait to record that episode. Uh, the first episode of 2022. Yeah, and I think like your word, it does come to you. Like I think about it as I'm doing my annual planning and thinking about where I want to go and what that might look like. And the word doesn't come immediately. You have to sit on it and percolate on it and really think about it. Same with my plans. Like I'll, I'll sit down and do a plan but then I'll percolate on it a little bit more. And then it might evolve before it becomes something that I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing and this is how we're going to take action about it. So yeah, I like that idea that your word comes to you eventually. Mm -hmm. It's not just the first word that pops into your head or the first word that kind of aligns. It's a feeling too, right? Yes, because or that word that quote unquote, I'm using air quotes, it's supposed to be. Yeah, right? yeah, like a buzzword or something mm. like that. And I do. I, one year I didn't even have one. It didn't show up, and I was okay with that. And it turned out that year that I really needed a lot of flexibility in what I was doing, so it worked out fine. Nice. One year it didn't show up till February, mm. and then it was just like, all right. Like I like to do my planning in October for the coming year. This year, that's not what happened with this big family move and everything else that was going on. But 
So for the word to show up like 10 days ago before December even started, and, and I knew that that was starting to happen because of the way that it showed up and, you know, the weight of it. It's, I'm not a woo-woo girl, but it sounds very woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes things happen and you're like, oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. You know when you know. Yeah, you, you know when you know. Yeah. I'm I'm not massively woo either, but I like to listen to my intuition. Not that I'm heavily guided by it, but when it feels right, it feels right and I just go with it. There you go. So, two more questions. One, I have a question from another guest, a previous guest, and she wanted me to ask a future guest. What is some advice that you received that seemed really small at the time, but ended up being a big deal? This might sound really strange, but I keep coming back to who do you serve? Like at the time that I heard that question, like who do you serve? And for 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 20 years in business, I just served the person that walked through my door, you know, and it was referrals and, and, I, and I didn't really have to think about that too much. So when someone asked me that question, who do you serve? I'm like, what do you mean? Like I just brushed off that question. I'm like, oh, this is what I do. And I suppose who I serve is this kind of person because I was focused on what I, what I did, the results I got and whoever wanted what I was able to provide, it was my client. But as I've made this journey, and it's probably been a longer, longer journey, that the who you serve has become such a big question. And I've spent many, many, many hours on it, both for my event management agency and my online business. And it's made a world of difference. So even in my event management agency, which already was successful, which I already had dialed in, actually getting clarity on who we serve has been a game changer in that business. Now I just keep coming back to it. And when I reflect over the last 20 years in business, you know, niching down, niching down. I never used that terminology either. I never thought that I was, this whole niching down phrase wasn't something that I used. I was just like, this is exhausting. What can I not do to make this better? So right. I need to give, I need to give away that, you know, and I need to let that go and just focus over here. And now I need to let that go and just focus over here. It was a, it was a process of letting go in order to focus. So yeah, so this, point around who you serve is, yeah, it's way bigger question than I gave it space for in the beginning. And I can see, and I know our listeners aren't able to see, but I can see how much just the way that you lit up talking about it, how, <laughs> how, what a difference it really has made. So thank you for sharing that. And our last question today is, what would you like for me to ask a future guest? Oh, these are such good questions, Teresa. Yeah, I suppose it's hindsight is a great thing. So what is one thing that you would do differently in your business if you had hindsight? Wonderful. It's funny because I hear people talk about that. Oh, I have no regrets. You know, it's all worked out the way that it's supposed to. But I look back and I'm like, 
yeah, I love my life and I love the things that have happened, but there are a couple of things that I really would do differently. Mm-hmm. Like that one guy. No, I'm just kidding. But there are definitely things yeah. that I would like to do differently. Yeah. And and I think about that like often because I have I've adopted this kind of mantra where it's like make a decision until you can make a better decision. So don't wait to make your best decision possible. Make a decision, make a plan. And then when you know better, you can do better and you can make a different decision. Oh, and I so love that. That hindsight piece, I'm like, oh, if I just had known that a little earlier, I would have made a different decision and I would have got a different outcome. So I'm, I'm fascinated to know what somebody else's thought of if you had hindsight and you could make a, have made a different decision, what would that have been? Well, thank you for that. We'll definitely put that in there to ask someone else. Nice. Ask a future guest. Yes, nice. (laughs) Sandra, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure and we'll put all of your information in the show notes so that people can find you. Where's the best place for anybody listening that is hopping off and wants to go find you right now? Where's the best place to go? Thanks, Teresa. Um, On Instagram is probably the best, although I'm not there haven't been there for a week or two, really. But Instagram is where I hang out the most as far as a social media channel goes. And so it's instagram.com forward slash sandrajulian.co. All right. Well, thanks so much for being here. And I'll look forward to seeing you online. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast. If it resonated with you, be sure to share it on Facebook and tag me to let me know how you're using this info to grow your online business. And of course, you're always welcome in our free Facebook community and you can get there by going to growthstrategiescafe.com forward slash Facebook. Hey, while you're at it, go ahead and invite a friend. We'd love to have you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.